Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Monday, November 2nd on Straight Fire. Hope everybody had a fun, safe, socially distanced Halloween. We definitely had a good time out here in L.A. Not a lot of people trick-or-treating, but we made sure to go out to a couple friends' houses who we were with and made it safe and all that fun stuff, posted about it on social media, you know, obligatory uh, outfits. I got a lot of praise for the um, Cobra Kai look, so I want to thank you guys for the shout-out. And, um, you know, this is a big week, not just for sports, but for other stuff in this country, which we won't get to right now. Let's just dive into the NFL because, um, I mean, listen, this was the craziest Sunday of the season from a gambling perspective right off the bat. The underdogs totally dominated week eight. So far, with one game left, they are nine and four. 
and Sunday, it was crazy. Um, underdogs winning outright. Pittsburgh Steelers, whoop, whoop. Denver Broncos in a comeback. Poor Chargers. I mean, listen, the Chargers are such a sad sack organization. They, folks, uh, we'll get to them in a second, okay? Uh, the Chargers lost outright to the Denver Broncos, who were underdogs. Miami Dolphins won outright. Gave that one out here on the podcast. Hope you guys cash that ticket. Minnesota, in a bit of a stunner, wins outright. The Bengals, in a major shocker, take down the Titans. Um, and the Raiders, Rob G's Raiders, come through in the wind over the Baker Mayfield Browns, who looked inept moving the football without Odell. Psych, just kidding. Um, that was a win game, folks. Again, another topic there's not going to be time for in this one. But let's not go overboard with the, they miss Odell. Like, let's just stop, okay? So, Three huge stories in the NFL, and I actually think number two might have bigger traction uh, this week than number one, but I think number one's the biggest story, and I don't think anyone else is going here. I have to start with Baltimore-Pittsburgh, the game of the week. I don't want to just start with it because I gave out Pittsburgh on this podcast. We'll get to the best bet later. But watching that game, one thing became readily apparent, and it's very obvious, folks, if you watched a second of Steelers-Ravens that Lamar Jackson is a great regular season player, and it's pretty clear in the big games, the games that matter, he can easily be shut down. And my parallel, I texted Rob G as soon as this hit me, Lamar Jackson to me is Giannis, the Milwaukee Bucks star. We've seen Giannis win an MVP award, can't get it done in the postseason. He's now got two MVP awards. And he can't get to the championship. Lamar Jackson, 14-2 and Ravens last year, wins the MVP They lose their first playoff game. Lamar Jackson this year, all anybody wants to talk about. Oh, the Ravens are stacked. They're going back to the Super Bowl. Uh, They're going back to the playoffs. Lamar's going to take them to the Super Bowl. They're the best team in the league. And Lamar Jackson laid a massive egg in another huge spot. He was awful. Lamar Jackson is the reason the Ravens lost that game. Because, folks, that Ravens defense was outstanding. The Pittsburgh Steelers had 64 yards in the first half. No offensive points. But they were hanging around because Lamar Jackson kept turning the football over. And we got our first whiff of dissension. I don't know if everybody saw this because he deleted the tweet. But Hollywood Brown, the best receiver on Baltimore, was so ticked off after the game. He tweeted out, what's the point of having soldiers, like soldier boys, soldiers, when you never use them? And then in parentheses, never, with exclamation marks, all caps. Hollywood Brown had two targets against the Steelers. One catch for three yards. He's their game breaker. He's explosive. Lamar Jackson was terrible. And I'm not crushing Lamar to pick on him. He did lose his best offensive lineman, Ronnie Stanley. Brutal leg injury. He's done for the season. And two, uh, I think it was like three days ago, on Thursday or Friday, he signed a $99 million contract. And then he goes down, carted off in the second quarter, a brutal leg injury, out for the season. And I'm telling you right now, Ravens are not a Super Bowl team. They have Super Bowl talent, but they're not a Super Bowl team. Lamar reminds me of Giannis because you can scheme him out of the game. And Giannis is tough to prepare for because of his length. You, you, there's no other Giannis's in the NBA. There's no other Lamar Jacksons in the NFL. When you look at Lamar's skill set, it's like, oh man, first time you got to face him, good luck. You can't prepare for that. Similar to Giannis. But the smart teams, the Steelers last year, five sacks of Lamar Jackson three interceptions in one meeting. And Lamar Jackson on Sunday had by far 
his worst game of the season. He was a mess. Four turnovers. He had two fumbles, two picks, including a pick six less than a minute into the game. And he was sacked four times. Then, coming back at the end of the game, uh, he throws an incompletion in the end zone that would have won the game. Um, and and, I, and listen, I, I like Lamar Jackson as a player. He's incredibly fun to watch. He's going to put up awesome numbers. But in these big games, he just can't deliver. And and you know, folks, I know I mentioned Hollywood Brown earlier. The, the other big takeaway, I don't think you're going to hear other people talk about this because you have to watch the game really closely. So it's third quarter. Remember, Steelers are trailing at halftime 17-7. They have zero points offensively in the first half, just that pick six. But in the second half, the Steelers come out, boom, quickly, score. Ravens can't generate anything, punt, Steelers score again. And the Steelers then have the lead, and the Ravens have the football at midfield, okay? It's third and eight, late third quarter. John Harbaugh calls an RPO. It had no chance, none whatsoever. You, Lamar Jackson's not good running the football against Pittsburgh. And to me, I look at that, I'm like, that play had no chance. It was blown up. I think it was a loss of one. And essentially, John Harbaugh was telling you, if you were watching that game closely, I don't have faith in Lamar to throw the football on third and eight against this team. I'm going to punt and play the field position game. And it worked. Harbaugh did not have faith in Lamar Jackson, punts the ball, pins Pittsburgh deep. They go three and out. Then they get a short field. They get the touchdown and take the lead. But to me, that was a big sign that, wow, John Harbaugh doesn't totally trust Lamar Jackson against his defense. And uh, uh, folks, I don't want to go overboard here, but you look at the schedule and you see, holy cow, the Ravens lose their great left tackle. Um, Lamar Jackson, he finally got over 200 yards. We talked about this on Friday's podcast. Four straight games without 200 yards passing. Lamar barely got over 200, okay? Barely. They did run for 265 yards against the number one run defense in the NFL. A side note, the Steelers after the game traded with the Jets for Avery Williamson because they need help in the middle at linebacker. And if you watch that game closely, when Baltimore rallied late in the fourth, a lot of stuff open over the middle of the field. They, they really miss Bush, the linebacker's out for the year, so they trade for Avery Williamson. But back to the Ravens. So Dobbins, the rookie, had 113 yards on the ground. Mark Ingram did not play. He was injured. And the Ravens were able to run all over the number one run defense in the NFL. But when it came time for Lamar to pass, he could not deliver. Just a terrible game for Lamar Jackson. He's going to uh, he's gonna be under the spotlight, under the microscope. I think that is the biggest takeaway from Sunday. Lamar Jackson is Giannis. You can scheme him out of the big games. The smart teams can easily take him down. I think the second biggest story is a toss-up between who is the bigger fraud? The Tennessee Titans... Or the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to start with the Packers because Rob G found this awesome nugget that was just amazing. Okay, So the Packers take an early lead on the Vikings and then Minnesota realizes, oh, Kirk Cousins can't throw the football. It's cold and we're just going to hand off to Dalvin Cook. And that's all they did. 30 carries for Dalvin Cook, 14 pass attempts for Kirk Cousins. Cook has a monster afternoon, 163 yards, three rushing touchdowns. Unfortunately, I was facing him in fantasy, and I lost. He had 51 points in a PPR league on me. And the Packers' run defense is just gutted, and they end up losing the game. After the game, Aaron Rodgers, on whether the Packers need to add a receiver at the trade deadline. This is a quote from Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) That's not a bad question, but that's not one I can answer. 
I'm not going to lobby anybody for it because the last time I did that, he ended up in Buffalo. Whoa! Aaron Rodgers just casually saying, I told the front office, I want Stefan Diggs. And we couldn't go out and get him. That is a total shot at the Packers' front office. And listen, when the Packers were 4-0, everybody was joking, Oh, the Packers don't need a receiver. They got Alan Lazard. They got Devontae Adams. They're fine. What are you talking about? Now, you lose two out of three. Aaron Rodgers starting to show his true colors. He's pissed. You knew he was. You knew he was upset when they didn't draft a receiver. They didn't handle it in free agency. This is Bill Belichick and Gronk all over again. Remember, Gronk left. Belichick did not draft a tight end, did not pick up one in free agency. Tom Brady was pissed. Aaron Rodgers right now is ticked off. He needs a receiver. Now, it's it's trade deadline week. You're coming off a loss. The Packers, by the way, have a huge game Thursday night football against the 49ers. Now, I think Green Bay is going to be in the mix for a wide receiver here at the trade deadline. I floated on social media, Jamison Crowder of the Jets. You know the Jets are giving up, guys. Um, I wonder if they kick the tires on Will Fuller or Brandon Cooks with the Texans. We know that team is going nowhere. Um, I, I that You've got to be in the market if you're the Packers for a receiver. Alan Lazard is hurt. He's not coming back anytime soon. And if you scheme Devontae Adams out, there's nobody getting open. You could do that against the Falcons. Okay, <laughs> when the, with the tight end catches a bunch of touchdown passes, you could do that against the bad teams. But eventually, somebody's going to take Adams out of the game, and I don't know if they have enough other players to beat you. Now, the other problem for the Packers is the run defense or lack thereof. Minnesota, thirty-four carries, a buck seventy-three, five point one yards per carry. You're going to San Francisco Thursday night football. Anybody who barely watches the NFL knows this. San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan, they run the football. Go look at the numbers last year in both meetings with the Packers. It was a truck stick galore. They ran all over the Green Bay Packers. And folks, I I asked if they're a fraud because I'm going to give you this number right now. Look at the best rushing offenses in the NFL according to the efficiency numbers. The Rams are number one. They're in the NFC. San Francisco's number two, also in the NFC. Number three is Minnesota. They just de-pantsed the Packers. Arizona, number four, another NFC playoff team. Number six, Seattle. Green Bay's going nowhere if they can't stop the run. And they need to add a receiver. Packers looking like big-time frauds right now. Then the other fraud, oh gosh, these guys. And I bet on them, and this one hurt. I didn't give it out on a pod, but I bet on these idiots. The Tennessee Titans are a couple, I mean, they're a bunch of jokers. So the Cincinnati Bengals announced that starting running back Joe Mixon's out and three offensive linemen. You think, oh my gosh, Joe Burrow's going to be running for his life. He's going to be under pressure. Cloudy's going to kill him. Let me look here. Let me check my notes. Titans, zero sacks. One tackle for loss. Two quarterback hits. That's it. Burrow is wearing a tuxedo in the pocket, shredding the Titans on third down. You know they're one of the worst third down defenses in the league. 10 for 15 on third down with the Bengals. In the red zone, Titans also one of the worst red zone defenses in the league. Four for five in the red zone. The Bengals. No mixing. 
They're handing off to somebody named Sam- Samaki P. Ryan or something like that. Samaji P. Ryan. I think he played at Oklahoma in college football. I mean, the Bengals did whatever they wanted. Anything they wanted. This was 24-7 to in the fourth quarter. And you're telling me the Titans are, are, are a contender? I, I think, you know, one of those two, I don't know who the bigger fraud is. I would, because they have Aaron Rodgers, I would lean away from them. But I'm telling you, man, they got major holes. He can't make up for that run D. He can't add a receiver. Now, the third big story, I I, kind of was thinking Tua, uh, but I think we'll get to him later in the week. And um, just as a heads up, okay, go take a look at the box score of the Rams and Titans, folks. You're going to laugh your ass off. Uh, It's comical. Uh, The Rams got their butts kicked. And you're going to wonder how when you look at the box score. Um... But I think the third biggest story in the NFL, and, you know, I I got this half right. I knew the Patriots would lose. They actually covered. But it does feel like the end of the road for Bill Belichick and New England. They they did everything they could in their power to hang against Buffalo. And, you know, they were there. Cam Newton driving in the final minute in the red zone. He coughs it up. And that's a wrap on the Patriots game against Buffalo. They lose 24-21. And that's got to be the season. New England drops to 2-5. and five, And I got a number that's going to surprise you. This number came out, I think it was um, Fox, CBS, NBC. One of them put this out there. Bill Belichick's entire career, so including his days in Cleveland in the 90s, when he did take the Browns to the playoffs, his record with Tom Brady at quarterback, 224 wins, 66 losses. Bill Belichick with any QB who's not Tom Brady, 51 and 66. So you heard that right. With Tom Brady, Belichick lost 66 times. He has 224 wins. Without Brady, he has 66 losses and 51 victories. Now that to me is just absolutely mind-blowing. And it shows that, folks, I'm... We've been saying this for a couple weeks now. Like, we were early on this. Tom Brady matters more than Bill Belichick. And I'm not demeaning Belichick. This is not to denigrate Bill Belichick. He's a great coach. And he's, his uh, roster's ripped apart by COVID. He was without Edelman. He was without Gilmore. He was able to hang. I think that more speaks to the lack of uh, awareness on the Buffalo Bills. Um, you know, that game was super close. Yards per play, 5.9 to 5.7 Bills. Slight edge. It came down to basically the Cam Newton uh, fumble in the red zone in the final minute. You know, the Bills have no faith in Josh Allen through 18 passes. They rushed 38 times. I mean, that game was basically a dead heat, which doesn't say a lot of nice things about the Buffalo Bills. I just, I don't know what Bill Belichick can do. I don't know that there is a quick fix. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit last week in that Belichick in New England really likes to get in young, undervalued players and coach them up. He finds these diamonds in the rough, polishes them, and presto, these guys are like stars. But you can't coach them up during a global pandemic when you have no access to them in the offseason. So you've got all these young guys playing in New England who aren't really ready for prime time and aren't ready for the system. Maybe on the back half of the schedule... Uh, the Patriots start to show some life, but right now they're not a good football team. They don't scare anybody. Cam Newton looks, he's terrible. Can't throw the football. He made a couple plays against the Bills, but Ryan Tannehill made 50 million plays against the Bills a couple weeks ago. You know? I I, I just, 
it's kind of over for the Patriots. I, I'm done making them a, a topic uh, on the podcast. Like I just, I'm, I, I don't think they're worthy of discussion. Similar to my Jets. You guys know I'm a Jets homer. They're 0-8. They have the worst point differential in the league by a mile. Nobody else in the NFL has a point differential over negative 100. The Jets are negative 144. They're terrible. They're not worthy of my, of my oxygen. I'm not talking about them. Unless they make trades, and that helps their chances for Trevor Lawrence. Other side note. Three one-win teams won in Week 8. Ah, yes. Now I can get excited about the Jets. Falcons had one win. They got the W. Cincinnati Bengals had one win. They got the W. The other team was the Minnesota Vikings in Green Bay getting the win. So basically, we're down to the Jets battling the New York Giants at 1-6, and six, the Jags at 1-6, and six, and the Texans at 1-6 and six in the race for Trevor Lawrence. Now, I do believe the Texans will be okay with Deshaun Watson. By the way, Texans play the Jags this week, and uh, Gardner Minshew is out. He had some finger injury. Um, so we're looking full tank ahead. New York Jets going to get in the mix for Trevor Lawrence. So that kind of wraps up what I thought was a um, a fun you know, week eight on, on Sunday. Obviously, we have Tampa Bay and Monday Night Football tonight. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Rob G., I'm just curious. Do you want to uh, talk about your Las Vegas Raiders Um Squeaking by the Browns and getting firmly in the AFC playoff chase. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their general tire. Test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. 
With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, what do you mean squeaking by? That was a, a <laughs> thorough domination in the elements, may I add. I mean, anybody who says that Derek Carr can't play in cold weather is just, yeah, that, that narrative yeah, is shot. Yeah, what was the stat? Like 0-10 in the uh, under Something like that. But, you yeah. know, he, he made enough throws when they counted. I mean, watching that game. He passed for 112 yards. It right? was it was just so bad to watch. It was just sloppy everywhere. You know, if, if you got four yards past the line of scrimmage, that was a big play, you know, in that game. But, you know, c- credit to the Raiders for, for coming through in the elements, in, in a hostile environment in Cleveland in the dog pound. With a with the number one Hostile draft pick, Baker Mayfield guy. on the other end for them to come through was big, and it's it's going to be big come wild card time because I think that uh, Cleveland and, and Vegas are going to be right there right at the end. But it, let me just go back quickly to something you said. I think yeah, that yeah. you're being way too hard on Bill Belichick. Now, him as a coach, I think is uh, I don't know if this is the right word unimpeachable. You can't say anything about him. The right. way he's able to turn water into wine throughout the years is is bar none. What I will admit, though, is that, and you, you brought this up, I think, last week about his ego, his his GM skills are, are what's lacking. I don't think his coaching, because you saw yesterday Cam Newton with with me and you at wide receiver and, and you know, nothing around him. If you think, you know, Sony Michelle's a weapon, you know, good for you. I, I, I don't. But they were right there with the number one team in their division a team who most likely is going to win 11, 12 games, and they had the game in hand to win it. And it, the coaching was fine. If it was not for Cam Newton being loose with the football, they would have won that game. I think where, where he screwed up and what Tom Brady, probably the biggest reason why he wanted out, is that he made a series of poor draft choices, Yeah, never replaced the guys that they lost, the, the upper-end talent, and his feeling was that he could out-scheme and out-coach his way around that. You just can't after a while. It's gotten to a point now where, you know, he, he's he's beyond that point. But for you to make it seem, at least what it felt like to me, 
that you know he he might have lost something on his fastball as a coach. I totally disagree with that. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to come down too hard on them. You know, obviously they're not winning the division, short of some un, like major injuries to the Bills, but you know they they really have no options, and, and he can only blame himself when you're the GM and the head coach. I mean, ultimately the blame falls on you, right, Rob G? Right. I mean, well, he's even going back when they were winning all those Super Bowls. He's never been good at drafting offensive talent. That that's never been his thing. You know. I mean, he, he got he got uh, Gronk. He, he got, got Gronk Aaron and Aaron Hernandez, Hernandez in the same draft. <laughs> right. And but that's a tight end. You know, it's two tight ends. It's not like he, he's he's picking great receivers, great running backs, anything like that. He's been really good at at finding castoffs from other teams. You know, Wes Welker. You know, turning Julian Edelman into a decent receiver, you know, that kind of stuff. But offensively, he's never been good at finding weapons. It's just the system, you know, fits certain profile player, and that's what they were able to find. Um, defensively, he was able – I mean, he Stephon Gilmore, I don't remember him before he got to New England. I know he had a what, a cup of coffee in Buffalo, I believe. You know, he was okay. Yeah. But I never saw him as a defensive player of the year. Well, that's and the coach him up aspect, exactly. right? Exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, now I'm looking through the draft history. So they did draft Richard Seymour. He was very good. Uh, he drafted Dion Branch, a Super Bowl MVP. Uh, but was he the GM at that time? Oh, I, I mean, 2000. Yeah, I'd have to look. That. I'm not 100% sure. They got Will Fork in 2004. But you're right. I, I don't know if he was actually the GM uh, when he ascended to that mantle as well um that's a fair question yeah they did draft edelman in 2009 seventh round that was a steal um but yeah yeah his, his drafting is part of the reason they're devoid of talent um and remember rob uh, for the longest time tom brady was never the highest paid quarterback in the league he was able to give a quote-unquote hometown discount because his wife was a supermodel making 500 million dollars a year or whatever the number was she was worth 500 million dollars some insane number giselle um and Brady's like, well, I don't want to take all the money. Let's pay other guys, which is great, you know. <laughs> you know, that, that enabled the Patriots to stay on top. And um, now you're seeing Tom Brady kind of give the love down in Tampa, bringing on Ant- Antonio Brown. And Antonio Brown's living with Tom Brady in Tampa, according to Jay Glazer. So, you know, I mean, we for the longest time, the discussion was Brady or Belichick, who's more valuable. It was always a 50-50, maybe lean Belichick. And now I think the scales have to tilt toward Tom. I, I don't see how you can pick it any other way, Rob G. Well, see, I, I still would lean Belichick in that situation because most of those Super Bowls were won defensively. They weren't won because Tom Brady was, you know, Tom Brady. The ones where he was really an all-time great quarterback, they lost. Well, he did have three, I think, three fourth-quarter comebacks in the Super Bowl to, to get him in field goal position or um, – Okay, against so, Seattle, you know, so down so let's go court. through it. So the first Super Bowl was defense. It was the, the, against the greatest show on turf Rams. The last Super Bowl against the other Rams, the, one of the greatest offenses statistically in NFL history, was the defense. So Tom Brady didn't do much in that game either. He was yes. great against Atlanta. Um, they lost against the Eagles. The Carolina Super Bowl. I mean, I'd have to really go back and think about it. Yeah, he set him up. He set him up with a game-winning drive for a field goal. And wasn't it? Didn't didn't Carolina kick the kickoff out of bounds too? Right before that last drive, I think it was something like that. I'd have to look it up. But that's what it. uh, For some reason, I feel like that's what happened. And then that's uh, that's entirely possible. Donovan McNabb was throwing up in the Eagles (laughs) Super Bowl on himself. On himself. No, that was the one where he didn't have a comeback. Um, The Seattle one is underrated, though. Because they were down 24-14 in the fourth quarter. Remember, Seattle, this was at the height of the Legion of Boom. 
And Brady went up and down the field twice, length of the field drives in the fourth quarter to give them the lead. For me, that was a Brady Super Bowl But he Bowl still should have lost that one. But he didn't. I mean, they, <laughs> he didn't. He made the fourth quarter comeback. Yeah, I mean, but I guess, they're at the one-yard line. And it, it, yeah, I mean, it, I'd have to look up what, what qualifies as a game-winning comeback. Um, but Brady, other than the two giant Super Bowls, and by the way, he was really good in one of them. Led them down for the score, and then of course the defense gave up the uh, Plaxico Burris touchdown. And again, um, it's not like I'm bashing Tom Brady. I mean, even though I don't like Tom Brady on a personal level, it's we're just splitting hairs. They're both you know all time greats. It's just right, right, right. You know, um, well, well, maybe Brady will come out tonight on Monday Night Football and uh, it, give you one Rob G with a with a forty nothing burger or forty two ten or so as twelve point favorites. So uh, all right, that wraps up uh, an exciting Sunday in the NFL, and uh, now it's time for the best bet. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... There's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday... You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and 
and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. All right, it's time for the best bet here on Straight Fire. Some good news from Sunday in the NFL, 2-1. and one. Seattle came through for me. Not much of a sweat there. Pittsburgh delivered as an underdog in Baltimore. That was a great victory uh, from a gambling perspective and for the Steelers, even though they didn't look good. And the New Orleans Saints did not cover. And um, I don't really, listen, I don't have time right now. I don't want to get into the Michael Thomas stuff. We'll save that for the middle of the week. But this Saints offense just, I mean, they can't do much. And defensively, they got beat up pretty bad over the top by Foles, of course, in the second half. Nagy, I don't know what the hell he was doing. Um, And the Bears just totally screwed the game and allowed the Saints to come back and win in overtime, but not cover. So we're 39-25-5, still over 60%. Uh, Pretty happy with the results. Now, Monday Night Football is brutal because it's a big number. Tampa favored by 12. The Bucs are beat up. No Godwin. Of course, he had the surgery on his finger. And you just got to wonder, no Antonio Brown yet. Do they have enough offense? We saw them on Thursday Night Football go to Chicago. And they not only didn't cover, but they lost the game when they didn't have Godwin. They just didn't have the offensive weapons. The big difference here is that the New York Giants have a rookie coach and a pretty embarrassing quarterback in Danny Dimes, who is a turnover machine going up against an elite Bucks defense. Uh, I know, listen, I don't advocate gambling on double-digit favorites. That is a great way to lose a lot of money. We have seen, uh, and we talked about it earlier in the podcast, underdogs ruled in week eight, okay? They had their best weekend of the year, and I just don't think it continues tonight. I'm going to go, and again, this is not like a max play. This is not even a big play. This is an action play, so I watch the game and have some skin in it, I'm going to take Tampa favored by 12. And again, I do not advocate gambling on double-digit favorites long-term. It's not smart. The New York Giants just stink. And um, Tampa's the better team. I do have some concern that Brady's overlooking this game with the Saints rematch looming next week. But 
given it's Monday Night Football primetime, I can't imagine a huge letdown from Brady and Arians. Uh, so give me Tampa covering the 12. Maybe they'll get as lucky as those damn Eagles did on Sunday Night Football. All right, that's it for the Monday show. We'll, uh, we'll be back Tuesday with another great episode. Hope your November's off to a good start. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.